everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. You're here with me, Samrin, today, and we are previewing Bayern's next Bundesliga match against Borussia Mönchengladbach. So, this is my favorite fixture in the Bundesliga calendar because you just have no idea what the outcome will be, regardless of the forms of the teams. Incredible Bayern sides. Incredibly good Bayern teams have lost to Gladbach for no other reasons other than, well, Gladbach got lucky. But how many times can Gladbach really get lucky? We didn't beat them once last season. We played them three times and we didn't beat them once. So this is actually, aside from just being a blockbuster historical clash, this is actually one versus two in the Bundesliga right now too. Gladbach has seven points to Bayern's nine. Gladbach started the season pretty well. There was that one odd draw against Schalke where Patrick Hermanns took his hand out for a hand, um, put his hand out for a handball late in the game, like in the 92nd minute, which led to utter disaster. And it was kind of funny too, but it was kind of also sad. But yeah, so Schalke got to equalize on a penalty. But let's just give a rundown of Gladbach's recent form for those who don't watch them as regularly as I do so they started the season off with a fantastic win over Oberrakern in the DFB Pokal first round 9-1 they beat Hoffenheim on match day 1 3-1 which was all great except Hoffenheim did get a man sent off and here's the weird thing Stefan Posh, who has a habit of doing not so great things against Gladbach, got sent off in the 19th minute. And then Hoffenheim took the lead in the 25th minute. Which tells me there's something a little bit off about Gladbach if you're conceding to a 10-man side. But either way, they came back with Rami Benzabaini, Marcus Turam, Nicola Vedi goals, and they won that one. 3-1. Right after... Gladbach had that freak draw in Schalke that I was just talking about, but on balance of play that day, I really do think Schalke deserved a point. I was I was rooting for Gladbach, and I was actually watching that game with my dad, and when Schalke equalized, he cheered because he said, well, that's kind of what Schalke deserve, and on balance of play, I couldn't really disagree, but yeah, so that ended 2-2. The recent Friday kickoff... Uh, against Hertha Berlin was a little bit more interesting. There was a red card in that game laid on for Hertha, and Hertha still almost equalized, but Gladbach really did control that game, and they went ahead through a playoff penalty. Jonas Hofmann missed a penalty in the second half. That penalty was what led to the sending off of Uremovic, but what was weird about that situation was... I didn't quite understand why Hoffman took that penalty. He had a very good game, by the way, and has had a very good start to the season. But it was needless. But Ben Sabaini sometimes takes penalties for Gladbach and may have just been better left to either Plea or Ben Sabaini. But, well, you know, Hoffman misses... Uh, Gladbach stay at 1-0 and then there was a third situation which arguably should have been a penalty but I guess the referee had already given two at that point and although Neuhaus was brought down in the box the referee did not give a penalty for that one so 
deserved 1-0 overall. So, how have Gladbach been lining up under their new coach, Daniel Farke? So, Jan Zomar is still in goal. Joe Scali seems to have edged the fight for for the right back position and it's I don't know how but I guess Farkas saw something in him to edge him out and to put him there despite how young he is ahead of Liner. Itakura was recently brought in from Schalke and he has replaced Matthias Ginter and he pairs with Elveri in the center of defense. Metzabaini holds down his spot on the other side. Kramer and Manukone form the defensive midfield partnership and it's a partnership that I quite like. Kone brings the creativity and Kramer brings the steel but Kone also has plenty of steel. Hoffman Neuhaus player played behind Marcus Duram. So it is a very, very old school 4-2-3-1 and they really do play much like 4-2-3-1 without interchanging all that much so I did not I wasn't sure if Liner had been injured for the last game it didn't seem like it but I know that Liner is probably going to be out for this one other than that everybody has trained I have seen that Lars Stindl hasn't started as of late, and I don't know if he's going to. He is the club captain, which makes this a little bit strange. But, yeah, I hope to see Stindl. Last game, he brought on, Farke brought on Hannes Wolf, Patrick Hermann, and Marvin Friedrich. And um, Stindl's my favorite player on that side. So, it would be nice to see him. And Liner was on the bench on the last one. Gladbach kind of plays like Bayern from, I want to say, 2011. There's that possession. There's that defensive midfield partnership. But there is less less interchangeability and less fluidity. And I don't know if that is a good thing for today's fast-paced style of play. It's very old school. And sometimes it is great to watch. But to Robin play a combined... It is really, really good to watch. And so far, they have done well with Ginter leaving. They have done well with not having Embolo up front. But I don't know. I think that lack of fluidity will come back to bite them. And I think Gladbach will end up finishing in the bottom half of the table, despite what results say so far. But then again, what do I know? They are second right now. I don't have to tell you that much about Bayern. There doesn't seem to be any new injury concerns. I'm hoping some people come back. I'm hoping Jamal Muziala comes back for this one because Muziala does not have the ghost of Gladbach's past in his game. He's not one of those players who have one of those players who have suffered from consistently losing to Gladbach. So it'll be nice to have him back for this one. Although I think with Sane Coman. Uh, Muller and Mane, Bayern did fine in the last match against Bakum. Well, more than fine. I don't have to really add much on about Bayern than what's already been said. The start to the season has been incredible. Much better than anything that I could have ever imagined. And I... Weekends are exciting again. I think I had a part of last... During a part of last season, when I used to wake up to watch Bayern, I used to sometimes debate... 
Should I come in a little bit late for this one? Maybe 10 or 15 minutes, catch up on some sleep. It's pretty early in the morning for me, but I would watch them anyway because that's what a fan does. It it just didn't feel satisfying. It just didn't feel easy on the eye. But as we debated on the flagship, whether Bayern doesn't have the problem of having too many players in the box anymore because while they do have too many players like they did last season, it actually works now. So it we think it's working without Robert Lewandowski. That'll be put to the test. This game... I would say take the results with an asterisk because so last season the results against Gladbach were a 1-1 draw, a 2-1 loss, and a 5-0 loss in the cup. So, and also Nagelsmann actually lost a friendly to them before the season started last season. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Gladbach actually wins this one for no other reason than the fact that we just have a terrible record against Gladbach and I don't even understand why I really don't get it but it just so happens that we do so I mentioned about last season but even under Flick we were losing to Gladbach so I told you about the 2-1 the 2-1 is was at Borussia Park the 5-0 the 1-1 uh, and the 2-0 loss in the friendly we did beat them 6-0 in 2021, but we also lost 3-2 to them that same year. So there are some of those games where they're just blowouts. In fact, including that friendly, apparently Gladbach have beaten us four out of the last <laughs> six meetings, which is why I really look forward to this fixture because if if people don't believe in bogey teams I guess this is this is the fixture to really look at because, and that is why I'm almost hesitant to talk about Bayern's form because based on how slowly Gladbach moved the ball there's not that much pace although there are pacey players in the side you you put Kone, Hoffman Tram and Playa together and you're going to get a lot of pace but Gladbach doesn't seem to exactly utilize that pace so on current form this should be easy for Bayern. Just the pace in the Bayern team, the interchangeability, the fact that the Gladbach backline still has the inexperience of Joe Scally in there, although he did very well against Bayern in the 1-1 draw last season. To me, I can't really even tell you how this will go down. And I wouldn't be surprised if Gladbach is top of the table at the end of next weekend. It's hard. It, it seems no matter how good we are, there just seems to be a little bit of a mental block against Borussia Mönchengladbach. We'll see how it goes. And this could be one of those occasions when Bayern forgets about the Gladbach curse, if anything, and just puts their foot down and decides to actually just play Gladbach off the park. But we've also seen in the past, especially under Flick, that we could play Gladbach off the park and still somehow lose. So either way, this should be an interesting game. So we're actually going to preview another game in this podcast too because Bayern goes into the Pokal first round right after the game against Gladbach. We play Victoria Köln. Yes, Köln has more than one team. And 
Victoria Cohn are actually in the three Liga and currently they sit eighth. So in the three Liga right now, 1860 Munich is actually at the top. And I think Victoria Cohn actually play 1860 Munich this weekend. So the start to their season hasn't been great. And they did, they, they haven't, they haven't really shown that they're going to get promoted this season. So Victoria Cohn beat Dresden 2-1 recently. And uh, yeah, then they'll play Bayern in the Cup on Wednesday. And that is, that is going to be an interesting fixture for Bayern because that is a game where Julian Nagelsmann can change things around. But I would actually rather that he didn't. If the result against Gladbach goes well, and who knows if it will, but I don't think he should. I think he should keep as much of the team playing together as possible. Yeah, he can give like, maybe he can change out maybe three players. But I think more than that, it could actually lead to the disruption of the rhythm in the team. But then again, Chupo needs minutes. Let's start there. Uh, Mazrawi needs minutes. Gravenberg needs more time on the pitch. Tell needs more time on the pitch. Lots of players need to have more game time and maybe if I don't know if Leon Goretzka will be back by then but if he is uh, maybe some match fitness too so uh, Nori needs a rest occasionally but I think Nori would end up playing one way or the other I am really interested to see what Julian Nagelsmann does with that game uh, I really do think a lot comes down to the Gladbach result and how that one goes down if Bayern struggle against Gladbach, I could see him make a lot of changes just because then it'll end up being a tough game. But if the result turns out something similar to what happened in Bochum, where he gets to make early changes and where Bayern just are playing for fun in the second half, then I can see him keep quite a few players for the Victoria Pulsen game. So that's about it from me. This is a preview of two games with Borussia Mönchengladbach coming up first for Bayern and then Victoria Köln, of course. So the Gladbach game is on a Saturday and Bayern will have a little bit of time to rest up until they play Victoria Köln on Wednesday. And yeah, so... Again, this is my favorite fixture in the Bundesliga calendar. I hope you enjoyed as much as I do. As always, be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Wars for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdams71, at BFWN, and more. We have Schnitzel on the blog. We have uh, Muller Era here. We, yeah, these are folks you can find on the blog. Then we have Teddy and Fergus sometimes on our podcast too. So, yeah. And uh, I hope you're looking forward to the game as much as I am. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.